Hello, welcome back to another edition of the Return the Picks podcast, where once again we're not gambling on any games in the NFL. There's nothing really to look at in terms of action, aside from everything that's going on off the field with free agency. The doors have opened and teams are certainly stockpiling for next year already. Take a look at the action that the Texans and the Patriots have already done. Myself, Ollie Wilson, Dave Bluck and Jazz Gillum dived into all of the big moves that have been going on in the last two weeks, including some of the franchise tags and some of the first players to be picked off the free agency wire. So sit back and enjoy another episode of the Return the Picks podcast. Over the middle, picked off! Season fired, intercepted! Blitz coming, pass is picked off! He's going to go looking again, and it's picked off by Stephon Gilmore, down on the right sideline. It'd been a good decision first, and then I can try and uh, retort. What, Mitch Trubisky going to the Bills? I think that's super smart, to be honest. <laughs> I do. I think that's very that? smart. Why that's that? just broken. Well, you've got Mitch Trubisky is a mobile quarterback, but he's not a very good quarterback. So he's definitely a downgrade <laughs> on Josh Allen, but he can yeah. do the things that Josh Allen likes to do just less effectively, which is basically what you want from a backup quarterback. Yeah, so I actually think it's actually a really smart move from the Bills. If if Allen uh, goes I out, I don't know about really smart. It's a great piece. Seems... It's, a, it's a great piece of depth. You've just replaced your your backup quarterback with a backup that, in theory, might be able to push Allen a little bit more because he will still no, have this. No, but he's no, going to have this insane drive of like I can be a starting quarterback still, which everybody else apart from Mitch knows he can't. Yeah. But you've also now <laughs> got a guy that's got a similar skill set just at a slightly lower level. So he will just I mean, sit there and be a markedly backup. reduced level. I definitely don't think it's a bad move for sure. Yeah, I no, think I mean, where else is Mitch Trubisky going to go? Like there wasn't a like good a, price as well. Yeah, I doubt he had a, a massive kind of ton of options to pick from either. So <laughs> he's going to a good team. I just think that for the team point of view, I don't really think he adds a thing. It's a useful hire to me. It's not going to. It's not going to make a huge impact down the down the road unless Allen gets, you know, he's out for like four weeks or something. Um, but yeah, it's it's fine, and you add that into Emmanuel Sanders joining up as well. Now That's good signing. Now you've got th- I don't know about know, that one. Digs to stretch, Beasley underneath, and Emmanuel Sanders for the middle routes is a really safe yeah. pair of hands. Like that's yeah. the Bills have done very well in the last couple of days. Just I'm with those surprised two they alone, got rid of. Um, surprised they got rid of John Brown, but um, he didn't do that much though last year. I mean, I found him injured, underwhelming. He was, in, he was injured, bro. But yeah. even when he played though, in terms of his impact, he rarely got targeted. A, didn't notice him getting yeah. it wasn't like what we were expecting which was Diggs takes the double teams uh and brown, brown gets way eats. open up it was it was beasley 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 underneath that was the big second yeah. hit basically and brown didn't really when he did play have that much of an impact at all so sanders, raiders, so sanders is an upgrade. opportunities there when he yeah absolutely yeah especially with aggie gone so what are you trying to what? def what's the indefensible thing that we need to defend yeah. jazz what what's well, do you think Dak Prescott signing for the Cowboys and the deal that he signed was a good idea for the team? Because I mean, Dak got what he wanted. So this is a deal now that if we look back at how we spoke about before, we were of the opinion that they would, wouldn't pay what he wasn't wanted to get paid. And they've completely caved in and paid him whatever he wanted. 
Yeah, but I think at the quarterback position is one of the few positions where you're still going to see that. Um, and Jerry Jones obviously wants Dak to be his guy. I mean, statistically, Dak Prescott over the last two years has been a very high caliber quarterback for various yeah, reasons I, I that you can he, say. I think he's a he's a franchise he's a franchise quarterback. The it's the injury that's the big concern. To have an injury like that. It's and to pay that contract in the off season after that injury is something that should never have happened. That's why you do sign these guys earlier to these big contracts because you don't know what Dak's going to be coming back. They might have every confidence that he's going to come back as the same guy, but he might not. I just think <laughs> and then you fucked it. I just think from a team point of view, they've got so many horrifically glaring holes across the entire team that committing as much money as they are now doing to Dak, who granted he's had some very good statistics but what has the team done nothing and what you what you can do with this is as we've seen with a a number of teams around the league have kind of moved things around and shuffled money from one year to a different year on players contracts to kind of reopen up opportunities to have money available for signing players there's no reason why dallas won't try and do that in some way with Dak's contract next year or the year after and just rejig it slightly so that they can start filling those holes. But what they have done at least is they have signed the franchise quarterback that they want, they know, and they really like and who seems to be really liked as well in Dallas by fans, by players, by everybody in the organization. And if the franchise quarterback is your most valuable asset in an NFL team, then that's worth it, isn't it? Isn't that mm-hmm. worth it to spend that amount of money to know that you make and maybe move stuff around and to continue to build around Dak Prescott, the offense that you want? Yeah. I think it's the other thing I'd add as well is that as fans and like, you know, sports commentators and journalists and stuff out there, it's kind of like, what do we want? Because we kill these teams for giving up money too early to these guys and like Jared... Jared Goff and maybe Carson Wentz. Wentz. Yeah, like, did they get the money too early? Okay, fine. But the Cowboys waited and waited. And now it's like, oh, okay, do we kill them for waiting too long? It's like, it's a very hard thing to, like, get the timing right. The Cowboys have kind of got, potentially, they've got really unlucky with where that injury has come. Because that could obviously make this deal a disaster if he's not the same guy when he comes back. Mm. But they must be basing it on the fact that he looks, you know, already like he's going to make a full recovery and he's young enough where it shouldn't be an issue. They'll know that Dak is going to be okay or not, surely. I mean, they will have a, yeah. a very good idea. The The mental game is completely different when it comes to like big injuries and how players come back from it. That's, that's the X factor. That's yeah. the I'm one that's saying, tough. Yeah, I'm not saying that physically, you know, they've got, they'll have some of the best paid doctors in the world like looking at him. But in terms of how players react when they come back. Are they a bit gun-shy? Can they move the same way they did before? Like, the way that he was, I think particularly because of his, like, where he was picked in the draft and stuff, he played with a very, like, nothing-to-lose attitude, yeah. as you'd expect from a guy like that. And now he f- he probably feels like he's going to have everything to lose when he does come back and play. And it's going to be interesting to see how that affects him. But he's got the arm talent and stuff that... I didn't think he had initially, but over the last two years, he's proven, I think, and you can rebuff this jazz if you want, 
But I think he's got the arm talent where he doesn't need to be like a super, super mobile quarterback. He, he can be a pocket he's guy. He's never had to be anyway. He he does approach yeah. the game as a lower level Russell Wilson in the way he does. He uses his legs only for extending the plays if they need to be. But he is yeah. he is a pocket first passer generally. So in terms of the things that you like from a quarterback, he's a quarterback that can throw. He's a quarterback that has escapability if you need to use it at the last minute, or you can design around every so often, but the, but Dallas don't lean into that so much that it actually ends up crippling their offense. So it it just seems like it's however much money it is, and it's a lot of money, it's probably the right move as the franchise looking at it, realistically. Jazz, I'm looking at it as not, a fan. I'm just yeah. not a big fan <laughs> about it. I'll tell you why. Nothing to do with his injury at all. If you look at, granted, in 2019, he had a good season, he looked pretty good. Last year, I don't think he looked good at all. And the reason why he looked good on the stats after the first five games he got injured was because his team gave up horrifically large leads. In those first five games, they went three and two. But the they, first, then they had the, that big comeback against the Falcons. Well, no, that that was in that fourth, that first four weeks. Okay. So they should have been four and zero and four to start the year mm-hmm. off. And the game against the Giants, Dak goes down and Andy Dalton leads them to win the game. So Dak really should have been 0-5 as a starter last year. So it's not as if he was setting the world alight. And when he was throwing for all those touchdowns, he'd had to come back from... Let me just find the deficits. From 29-10 against the Falcons, against the Browns, it was 41-14. And the Giants, they were down 17-3. I just think that paying him as much as he expected to be paid was a bit too hefty, to be quite honest. And going back to the team point of view, their top four players that contribute to their cap are Demarcus Lawrence, Dak Prescott, Amari Cooper and Ezekiel Elliott. Mm-hmm. Demarcus Lawrence has looked not very good at all since he signed his five year hundred million dollar oh, contract, yeah. whatever it is. Big time. Mm-hmm. Amari Cooper is completely inconsistent. You can get some weeks that we've all had in fantasy where you'll get yeah. ten catches, Lu- two hundred and fifty yards, three touchdowns. Yeah, and then he's the full- ultimate like you get lured in player and then yeah. and then burnt. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh-huh. And that's what he's like every week and just playing the game anyway. And then you have Zeke Elliott, who obviously campaigned for his big contract and has played appallingly compared to what the amount he's been paid for it. He looks cooked, doesn't he? He, unfortunately, he really does. He's so, got a big year coming up, or he is in. Oh, he's out. Like, well, yeah. this is this is why I don't buy into your Dak wasn't setting the world alight thing because that offense was struggling a bit, but that offense was main was so focused on the pass because that run game didn't look great yeah. in those first five games of the year and Dak was having to do it. You look at five games, Dak has nine touchdowns, four interceptions and 1,800 yards. Like that's yeah. That pace is going on for a, a huge year for any quarterback. And he was yeah, but more... It doesn't matter if those come after you like, by Jazz, he was down. Jazz, he was more accurate than any other do, year do he has been counts. so last year no but jazz the point is this last year he was playing better more than when you're 14 fucking nil down last year yeah, he was playing better defense as well yeah. so it's you also can't they, lay they that weren't moving the chains for the first couple of halves that's the other trouble too jazz last year he was playing better than we've statistically than we've seen dak play and there wasn't really uh, when you look at the eye test you weren't saying it's dak's fault that the offense wasn't moving well it was to begin with if it was if it was moving the entire four quarters, fair enough. If they'd lost by a couple of scores or down a couple of scores, but they kept trying to keep pace with the score, but they had got field goals rather than touchdowns, fair enough. But if they're not moving the ball at all in the first couple of quarters in almost every single game and had to rally to come from behind, which just gives inflated stats, that's all it is. 
it doesn't mean that he can do it when it counts. Do it when it's nil-nil and make it 7 nothing to you. Don't wait until it's 21 nothing. Yeah. Or yes, it's around 41-14 to come to life. It's not, I it's would not good say, enough. I would say as well, though, is that, I mean, teams are different, right? Some teams start fast, some teams start slow. It doesn't, you shouldn't have to, just because you start slow doesn't mean you should be two scores down in the first quarter. Um, so, like, I do think a certain amount about it does come down to coaching as well. And that's another thing I'd say to let Dak off the hook further is that the coaching was really bad. And then when he went out, mm-hmm. the coaching really seemed to descend into a tailspin. And I'm shocked that it seems like the coaching staff is kind of staying put for year two of this project. I mean, it's a mess. It's all um, a mess. So I don't know how well Dak's going to do in this with this coaching staff around him anyway i mean it kind of i think that this is a kind of papering over one thing i think you're right about is it's papering over huge problems not just on the field but off the field yep. with this coaching staff and, I don't and know. ownership so and gm the whole thing i can't imagine that they're going to be a super competitive team for the next couple of years It'd be, it would surprise me and going back to the idea on coaching again if you're up you're the Browns defensive coordinator. You've got a 27-point lead. Are you going to be blitzing to try and stop them from making any first downs? Probably not. You're going to go in to prevent defense. Come on, guys. Just don't get beaten over the top. We'll just keep we'll hold them back. We'll hold them back. We'll hold them back. And they throw the ball down the field and they get extra yards and just garbage stuff because the other team isn't playing as hard because they've got a 27-point lead. I think That's where yards come from. They've they have just locked down the most consistent positive element of their franchise. Yeah, that's yeah, that's what Dallas need to do. I I completely agree. I you've summed it up there. I think they've overpaid. What's but interesting that, is that, that you say that they every won't compete. The, the the thing is there though, Jazz, is that every quarterback gets overpaid though. Really, in terms of like relative, but but when you start seeing that trend where it's like okay oh those huge contract after huge contract after huge contract and they're all beating the last one it's like well are they getting overpaid or are they rec- is it just recognizing that it's super competitive to keep these guys to get these guys and it's the most important position by far that's why it makes up like a quarter of the salary cap or whatever it ends yeah up i know with. i saw a stat on this one in ter- i thought it was rich eisen's podcast that if you look at the last 10 super bowl wins four of the wins have been on people's rookie deals the other five have been other five other four have been tom brady or peyton manning and of course they were into the other deals but that means that four of those teams had a lot more cap room to try and make a team work around the quarterback they had as opposed to having to pay someone a huge amount of money and you look at the chiefs with this exact point now having let go of their two tackles and granted they signed joe joe tuning to try and replace at least That's some really of the really good protection. signing so that's a really good signing, but they haven't got any tackles. So you can st- maybe stop internal pressure, but what are you going to do on the edges? And we saw in the last game they played, the Super Bowl, they couldn't cope with any pressure from anywhere. So the amount of money they put in towards Patrick Mahomes' contract, which they're going to have to have done, and of all the players in the league, he's probably the one that's worthy at the minute to be the highest paid player in the league. But they've got no one to protect him because they've given him so much money. And granted, the cap came down as well. It's an unprecedented well, time for that. But yeah, I mean, that it just seems, goes to show the the team. But it seems aspect. like your argument is with the kind of the way the culture of the league, the the way the GMs operate, that they're all wrong, and that they should consider just having rookie deals and then franchise tagging for the next two years after that. You know, and they may maybe that will happen. But I think that there are good reasons why they do want to lock down 
these guys for as long as they can because it gives them a chance to win every year. If you've got Russell Wilson on your team, you know, we were talking about it last time, the Seahawks wouldn't have even made the playoffs in the last five years if it wasn't for him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, like, you give yourself a chance. When you get in the playoffs, It we know crazy shit happens. That's why the Saints haven't made a Super Bowl, even though they've been playing incredibly in the regular season and postseason for the last, like, five years. Weird stuff happens. You you can, like, I know that, I know you can point out those Super Bowl wins and stuff, but I don't know. Just because that's happened in the past doesn't mean that that's kind of predicting the future. No, I mean, as well as that, I'm not trying to put it down to the league. I also am not a big fan of the Cowboys as an organization coming down from the head coaching to the ownership to the general manager. Yeah, I don't think any of us are. So, like, I mean, it's, need, it's not just... Uh, on the line here. <laughs> this isn't a shot at Dak Prescott. If anything, it's more of a shot at the Cowboys having such a terrible team that they have to overpay someone like, I think, overpay Dak Prescott at this point to keep him on board. Otherwise, the team would have been even worse than it is right now. Yeah. I guess we're, okay, it's it's we're, only the, overpaying the last... to me if if you're buying the idea that, which is a, a school of thought that's been discussed in the last 12 to 18 months, which is... As you said, Jazz, QBs are going to become more and more like running backs, as in they become more dispensable after that rookie deal because the price you have to pay to keep a good QB around after that rookie deal is getting too much. It's too extortionate. But we're not at that point yet. And so for that reason, I think Dallas has done something actually quite smart because they've given themselves now a big player, which as long as he stays fit and healthy and doing what he does and has done, and looked like he was going to do last year, they can build a winning team around and a winning offense around Dak Prescott. And that's what you need to do as a franchise. I mean, if Dak's in that team last year, Dallas probably walks that division quite comfortably. I don't agree with that at all. Otherwise, they would have won some more of those games, those first five games he was there. But we knew and we saw as well, though, Dallas were getting better and better as the season went on Dallas had some kind of really odd games where they you know they tested the Steelers for instance in in that peculiar meeting well between. according to Ollie the Steelers weren't very good so that means nothing <laughs> well I mean I still stand by that <laughs> that's fine but that just goes to show again that the, the Cowboys are terrible but carry on but I'm saying like those games where where Dallas kind of you saw them get better particularly on defense throughout the year they did improve and get better compared to those opening five weeks there were improvements. If you then put a better, a much better quarterback in that team like Dak Prescott, and you know we've we've spoken about the idea of skill position players on offense. When the quarterback, their starting quarterback, isn't in, everybody feels like the starting quarterback isn't in. It's it's a really different huddle. You know, players have mentioned that before. Michael Irvin said it before about uh, like when Aikman down, was. But- was out and you're always looking over to the sideline like well maybe you'll come back in this play like okay (laughs) Okay. and obviously it's slightly different with an injury like Dax but when your starting quarterback is out it is very different it's a brand new operator at the helm of an offense so I do think that Dallas would have had a far better year and probably won that division quite comfortably with uh with Dak in I mean that's not saying a a huge amount no no but this is this is my thing about it's fine you get nine wins in the to have uh, Dak in the east now to have Dak now nailed down They've just become hyper-competitive in the worst division in football. But they're still competitive and going to be looking to get into a playoff spot every single year. And as you say, when you get into the playoffs, that's all that matters. And that keeps the people of Dallas happy and the, fa- and the, ha- and the fans happy, the franchise happy. And if you're consistently get able to compete to get into the playoffs in that division, 
it might turn people's heads of going to Dallas. You've got an easy route into a playoff position, and then anything can happen. I mean, it just it just builds Not confidence in the franchise as well. You just lose. <laughs> that's All what right, well, that's uh, that's some good DAC news. What uh, should I throw out some free agents and then and see what you guys think about it? Yeah, go on, hit me, Will. Shoot. Bud Dupree, Jazz. Tell me about Bud Dupree. Do you think the Titans did well getting him? Uh, I think they overpaid a bit for him as well, but I think they were, everyone's going to overpay for pass rushes at the minute. Mm-hmm. He statistically, he was very good in the first eleven games. As with most of the rest of the defense, then it all sort of fell apart afterwards. They needed to get more pass rush, the Titans, because, of course, they signed Vic Beasley last year, and then famously, Disaster. I don't think they ever played for him. And he was Clowney. They should know, oh, yeah, Clowney again. Clowney is a free agent again this year as well, hasn't been signed. I'm sure that will take a few months or so before he gets uh-huh. signed about too. So it's a good move for the Titans. Again, they're always going to pay more in the open market for him. I hope he's back to full fitness. The question will be, when he's on his own and hasn't got yeah. TJ Watt opposite of him, will he be able to generate as much pressure? Because his best years have come when TJ's next to him as opposed to... And with Hayward else. and the other... Yeah, it's not as if it's a bad defensive line and linebacking core. So it's it's whether or not he can live up to it. It's a whole different question. But I hope he does. I hope he does yeah, well. Yeah. Um, you wish him well. I wish him well. And it would be lovely That's to have nice. kept him. But I knew that we're never going to have the money to pay him. So... One of those things. Mm-hmm. I like that. I like that. What else have we got? Hunter Henry. Let's talk some some pats. If he can stay healthy, he's a great tight end. He's a really you good say tight this end. Every single when year. he's healthy, yeah. He, he's another fantasy one that you where you get sucked in. It's been three three years in a row now. Third him twice. I, the as buzz well. gets, yeah. and it's going to go nuts this year. Yeah. It's going to be so much more. I don't think it'll be as much buzzy this year because you've got Johnny Smith there as well. That's true, yeah, I guess. It depends. I don't know how they're going to kind of make... I don't know. I don't even know if Cam's going to be the starter. It's so hard to like predict how these guys are going to do. Yeah. Because I don't know. Surely they're going to do something else between like now. They can't just be rolling in with <laughs> just Cam again. Like, he was really bad and limited. So like you, just because you put some good pass catchers around him and some tight ends who can kind of open up the short routes a bit better for him doesn't mean he's suddenly going to turn into this like 30 touchdown. But you'll have well, someone to throw to though that might be able to get open. If they can do that. I know. That's, but a, that's your a, step ceiling from, is... a step past what was last year's offense though. Yeah, but they were. that was like the worst, so much worse than people thought the Patriots would be, I think. Yeah. It was just a so really like, boring team to watch as well. There was nothing... Oh, so no, obviously, Cam didn't have anything to work with last year, but even the play calling, yeah. there was nothing inspiring. It it got really tiresome of the red zone just being uh, either Cam runs or it's a running back or, or Cam yeah. looks to pass and then just runs. It, it, there was nothing uh, Belichickian about it. There was no kind of oh, guaranteed nailed-on sort of plays where you just thought, yeah, Pats will be in. Like twenty inside the twenty twenty five, Pats will be getting a touchdown here. Doesn't have that at all. What at least, as you say, Jazz Hunter Henry and Johnny Smith are two great pairs of hands from the tight end position for Cam to hit on short routes, and he's got obviously that absolute stud from uh, from Las Vegas, Nelson Aguilar, to hit on the deep routes as well. Now, <laughs> yeah, I wanted to hear what you thought of. Uh, hey, all I'm saying those Aggers going, those balls get real cold in New England in winter. <laughs> Combined with some stone hands, those are going to be some <laughs> oh, droppy, oh, droppy catches going on up there. <laughs> hey, that's true. Maybe it was the climate. That would be a good deep dive to do, like stats wise. Softness of the uh, leather. Yeah, yeah. like yeah. yeah. Oh, 
need to have a look at that. Yeah, Back it's to interesting. The, the Smith and Henry thing. It seems a bit like they're trying to recreate kind of a Gronk and Hernandez style offense. Sure. Where you had two very good run blockers on, but also two very good targets that could just be kind of flared out or put into wide out. So you have to make the defense decide are they going to put different personnel in? They're going to play base against it? How they're going to try and defend it? And what they're going to do out of it makes it much more appealing mm-hmm. for someone like Josh McDaniels to get creative with, I think. Yeah. And I do, um, as a fan, I I have a real soft spot for tight ends. There's nothing quite, yeah, like, do. Seeing, quite like seeing a huge guy getting catching the ball and then going into the secondary and having like safeties and corners just like hanging off just him. Draping it's off just him. Yeah, it's one of the most enjoyable things in football, I think. Just like a low key nice kind of moment. Yeah, to, I don't mind. To watch that. football. That's why I like Kyle Juszczyk getting paid as well. Getting yeah, becoming the highest yeah. paid fullback ever because Kyle Juszczyk is basically just a tight end that decides to come out from behind the quarterback rather than in front of him. And he's a really fun yeah. player to watch. Keeping that fullback position alive still just about in the NFL, Kyle Juszczyk. So, uh, yeah, him getting paid by the uh, by the Niners was pretty nice. Um, That's cool. What else we got? What about uh, AJ Green to the Arizona Cardinals and Larry Fitzgerald now is on the tr- is on the uh, the free agency market for the first time in like 17 years or something? Uh yeah, I would I would think AJ Green, Larry Fitzgerald, and Hopkins is like a oh that's there's something interesting about having all three. three. Three years ago, that might have yeah been that would have been fire. Or maybe I don't know. You, I don't five, know if you five years year, ago actually. Five yeah. years ago, yeah, but then but then is Hopkins is Hopkins was he what he was yeah relevant yeah Hopkins then, was Hopkins has been great every single year he's been in the league. He's just been he's in Texas had seasons with terrible <laughs> yeah. QBs throwing to him. And he still puts up massive numbers. Like, this is the exciting AJ Green gets out of Cincinnati move that everybody has probably wanted for, like, a long time. It's too late. (laughs) Yeah. Uh It feels like he's jumping on... um, You know how everybody jumped on the Brady bandwagon? Like, AJ Green's like, no, no, no. Yeah, he's like, no, no, I'm going to jump on the Watt bandwagon. It's going to be the Watt one this year. It's definitely Watt. It's definitely in Arizona. It's not going to be. It's not going to be. Well, he's he's actually... He's having a worse uh, uh, passer now so he's downgraded at quarterback mm. for me um I, I know you agree with me on that one obviously, yeah i'm i'm, I'm, I'm in on that fan. and you're a big burrows fan so like yeah he's downgrading at quarterback i don't know sometimes sometimes you can get surprised by these things has aj green got really good pass and then um has aj green got really good run blocking because that's what he's gonna do he's just gonna have his back turned to carla murray <laughs> <laughs> just run blocking downfield with that corner that's why he's been brought in you're really wise you've got great hands nice. for blocking those big big hands for, for a receiver there. You could really hold a guy's shirt a lot with that. I'm just saying, AJ. Uh, talk, talking about receivers, um, why have the Eagles not signed up Will Fuller yet? Talented, injury prone. Sign him up, Ollie. That is the most Eagles move ever. Hamstrings of glass, that man. Yeah. 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 I mean, we we are making Let's fly. Let's go. Let's get no four moves. games for the Eagles. We are making no moves whatsoever at this point. Have we, you got no money? Is it like we a similar We don't Falcon have money. Well, we're still situation. playing we're still paying Wentz like 32 million this year. That'll do it. So, there's still a oh, hefty you chunk of to the Colts to the contract. No, no, we are got, still you've, you've got pay, dead money in the cap. We, yeah, yeah, we we are losing like 30 million or so still off Wentz. Yeah. This year. So, it's um The gift that keeps giving. Yeah, cheers Carson. Um but so we haven't got any money. We just signed Brandon Graham to a one-year deal, which is kind of nice to keep him at least because he's such a great character to have there. But I don't think there's going to be any love for people like Zach Ertz at this point. You know. Oh, he's gone. Yeah. Um, 
I don't. I don't know. I don't know what we're doing. Send defense. I really. We don't. We don't need to get into the Eagles. Don't worry. Let's keep it. Keep it moving. But I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind talking about Washington. Because Washington signed yeah, cool. Lamar Miller, right. they've got Ryan Fitzpatrick, and they picked up Curtis Samuel yesterday, I think, from the Panthers. I'm so glad they that got, Fitz isn't retiring. They got I, some I pace. legit felt bummed like when, when I heard these. I was like, ah, oh, the league's not going to be the same. Like, he's had a huge impact on the league the last... He's a cult hero. Three, four years. Yeah. You know? He's a cult it's hero. It's his ninth, no, eighth team in the NFL. Ninth team. Ninth team? Ninth team. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh speaking of Curtis Samuel, he was the uh, the root college roommate of uh, Terry McLaurin. Oh really? I didn't yeah. know that one. Oh yeah, was there he, was something about how they used to talk about it. Sorry. Curtis Samuel's gone yeah, to Washington. Washington. Oh right, oh I missed that one. Oh that's that's quite a big loss to the Panthers. I thought they'd try and keep it. And Lamar mm. Miller will do nothing because he's useless. Uh yeah, I mean he might not even make the team, to be fair. That's also a very fair point. <laughs> he was out of the league last year. Yeah. So. Speaking of uh, probably out of the league, Damian Williams, man mm. who opts out after winning a Super Bowl. It's like, oh, I won't lose my job. No, they need me too much. See ya. Yeah, it's really sad, though. It is, but... You, I don't know you if I can blame risk. a player for... Uh, opting out, yeah, this year. Out. It's a bit, that's, a, that's a bit of a mean take, Jazz. Well, it cost him his job. Yeah, but it's not like... Yeah. It's not it necessarily... You shitting on him as well. It cost him his job. Okay. If you go in and decently expose yourself to someone, it costs you a job. I don't say, oh, I can understand why you did it. Now go home and get your fucking shine box. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good use of that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I think it's sad because it, the, the years to be allowed a free opt-out, like you get last year's NFL season, nobody knew exactly how it was going to go down. You know, we don't know what's going on with Damian Williams behind the scenes with his family or anything and his reasons for opting out. There were loads of players that opted out last year. Mm-hmm. It has lost him his job. I hope he does get picked up somewhere. I'd love him as I don't a... Don't worry, we'll get picked up though. As a tandem with Booby. That'd be nice. They're just, they're just picking rookie running backs. And yeah, you, nobody them. wants, and nobody wants to them. pay. Nobody wants to pay. Yeah. No, I mean, even look at Christian McCaffrey last year. Another good reason why you'd... It's difficult to pay someone who gets 300 touches a season because they're not going to last very long. Which is a shame because they deserve more money. But the way oh, the what about J- Jalen Mills? Uh, Went to the Pats too. To oh, I do not care about Are they that. Do it? He is like the he is like the most irritating <laughs> thing about the Eagles secondary because there's continues to be talk about how he's good and I've never seen him look I like know. he's an incredible pass coverage or yeah. Yeah, I, I, uh, this whole green goblin, I've got green hair bollocks, it doesn't matter to me at all. It's nothing. I looked at it and was like, well, the New England Great. Patriots secondary is going to be worse. Like, well, that's to replace Patrick Chung, who just retired. Yeah, but they're you've pretty, replaced like a really training, competent... Training these guys up. Going back to um, the Pats too, though. That's pretty funny response. I like that. <laughs> Matt Judon is a signing. What do we think of that? That's similar to Bud Dupree, I'd say, in terms of like, can he do it without those other guys around him and the coaching of the Ravens. Yeah. You know, the Ravens are just seem to always put together a good defense, even when the rest of the team isn't very good. And he's been a big part of that, but he's just a part. Like he's not like the reason superstar is. He? Yeah. Exactly. I, I wonder if he will be able to do it. I think that if the Ravens thought he, he was, Oh, I'm going to guess maybe 26, 27. Yeah. He's not like, He's not old, is he? He's no. in his prime, I think. But I think that if the Ravens thought he was that good, they would pay him because they realised what sort of a talent he'd have. 
So the fact yeah. that a very good talent evaluation organization like the Ravens decides not to pay him kind of says a lot. It does actually because you, I, I don't know what their cap figure is and stuff, but I can't imagine that they're paying like silly well, money to on, many of their yeah. players. Yeah. Who's their big players that they're paying? I can't imagine. They need to fucking sign some, to be honest. They need some wide receivers to spend some money on. Un- unnecessary in Baltimore. Pointless position to sign in Baltimore. Wide receivers. They won't get thrown to enough. <laughs> She's got a running back. Just, yeah. AJ Green should have gone there. Pass blocks a hell out of people. Um, I He's quite, 28. I, 28. Yeah, Sorry, so just, it's, it's good money for him to get it. I just wonder whether or not it's another one of those signings from a team whose scheme is set up to create yeah, yeah, yeah. good pass rushes, and then when they go to a different team, they don't have the mm-hmm. same sort of impact, the money that they are being paid would denote. A bit like Clowney, to be honest. But don't you... Mm-hmm. The difference is, is that any of these players that go to New England, New England, as Dave said, talking about Jalen Mills, like they have an ability to rejuvenate some players or find different ways of getting them to be successful. So the fact that they went out and got a lot of guys makes me think that they had a lot of people on their list that they knew they wanted to go and get. And because they are quite good at analysing and seeing the players that fit what they want to do, it makes me fearful that they've gone out and just got kind of the pieces that they wanted to put together. I think it smacks Carl- desperation to me. Do you think? Yeah, because it just shows that they their roster building over the last 10 years has been atrocious. And all this does yeah. is really completely confirm it because they're having to go out and replace players that haven't managed to place in the draft over the last five years. And but, that's why they're, in my opinion, overpaying for some of them as well. But their their drafting is poor. They they don't they haven't drafted yeah. well for a long time. But you wouldn't necessarily necessarily say that about Belichick's ability to build winning teams. No, but what you said there about the coaching staff having looked at the players they wanted and gone out and got them, that's mm. what they would have done in the draft, and they wouldn't have drafted players that didn't. But want. there there is a big difference to looking at a player in the draft because, as we know, the draft is a complete naff yeah. hole where good players can turn up and do nothing if you're looking at a guy that's played three years in the nfl you've got a lot of nfl tape to look and see what he can and can't do at this level as opposed to looking at a kid in college and going i know what he can do i've scouted him this is what he can potentially do in the nfl i think for the patriots that's where their strength is in team building and they've Mm. gone out and basically built a brand new team (laughs) that's fair that's fair it's going to be interesting I mean I think like you know they've been opportunistic and picked up Carl Van Noy on a cut price from what the Dolphins were paying for him which I think is really smart as well he knows New England obviously and will just slot straight back into the system yeah that's I thought that was brutal by the way on Van Noy he was on the McAvee show you would have heard Jazz um, not that long ago and then he literally got cut like the week after and he was he had this long interview with Pat talking he was a great guest as well and he was talking about how excited he was and down there about tour and stuff. And then it was like, nah, you're gone. Did you, somebody was making the point, it may have been a, a highlight on that, but somebody was making the point of you feel, or maybe it was on the Around the NFL podcast with um, Matt Money Smith, who was saying, you know, you bitch and moan about people like Deshaun Watson not seeing through their contracts and everything like that. Nobody necessarily bitches and moans the general fans at Miami who have, given a guy a big contract and a long deal to move his life down to Miami and then they just cut him short immediately and I think what you said there is actually kind of the opposite of that it's like yeah you do feel a bit sorry for this guy who's gone down to try and be part of this quite an entertaining up and coming franchise in Miami at the moment you know they are definitely building something positive down there and Mm. you move your life and everything and it's our new star I've got the sun the sea Um, I'm out I'm out I'll see you later it's surprising after one year as well I don't know uh... yeah a little brutal 
I don't know why that happened. It might have been not a good personality fit or something. But um, there's money. I think it all comes down to money. Yeah, I guess. I guess so. I mean, just going back to the Patriots, I think it all depends what happens at quarterback. If they, it doesn't matter for me if they upgrade all the skill positions and stuff. If Cam's starting, I think that there's still a really like quite a low ceiling on Although that. Although give Cam a whole off season to learn the playbook and figure it all out, and have more kind of training sessions. It's not going to mean and not get COVID. Yeah, but he amazing. looked really good before COVID. Those first few weeks, we thought really good. I would say we it was doing really quite well compared That's... to how he finished the season. Yes, but that is generous. I would say was he a top half of the league quarterback even then? I'd say no. I'd say questionable. Okay. I'd say I'd rather so have that 16 so to that... 20 16 to 20 range but it? he probably finished the season I'd say maybe between 14 and 18 that sort of part but he finished the season so more like, like a 30 or 31 30. yeah yeah but right again as like we said after he came out from COVID he just didn't seem the same well that's the thing Belichick I mean you know we've got to like put some trust in him if he's bringing him back he's got a plan I mean I think or he had no other you know, option well what other it's options been one I don't know. There was no big free agents out there to be had. They'd have to trade for someone, which means either overpaying them or overpaying the other team to get hold of them. Doesn't seem like... And who wants to go there? Considering everyone's saying, well, the New England way is boring and terrible. Look how much more fun Tom's having and Gronk is having. Why we want to go to where they were? Uh, no, 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 no! You can't overplay. Who wants to go and play for the greatest coach ever? Give me a break. But was he though? Jazz. But this is this is no. There is though the conversation of. Uh, oh, I hate it. It's so dumb. There was the conversation of nobody goes so to play dumb. with Belichick. Everybody goes to play with Tom in New England. That was one of the conversations after Tom left New England. That a lot of ex players were like, "Yeah, you." You don't go to be okay, part of the Patriot but hang way. On. We've we've had like three Patriots on this show. And they all aren't in the league anymore, but they are like singing Belichick's praises and saying that he's very different behind the hey, scenes, Be- that he can be a like player's coach. Bill Belichick just, puts like, a Super Bowl trophy on that little thing behind me there. I'll say whatever I need to say to stay in his good books. Like, Don't worry about that. We know where Shane fucking lies with this sort of thing. The, yeah, the surprising on, one was Marlon Favorite being like, Belichick's yeah. a great guy, man. That was yeah, surprising because he, he's dealt he with a lot of coaches. Beatboxing. So I'm going to listen to those guys and not huge bronies. Fair enough. That's what I'm saying. Uh, sneaky sounds good- like he made the wrong choice, but whatever. <laughs> sneaky good free agency pickup that I, I really liked was John Ross going to the New York Giants. Why? Yeah. Because John Ross is somebody that's terrible. Struggled at, no, struggled in Cincinnati, but has been a guy who has attributes. Yeah, but that's speed, all he has. physicality. He's a good, he's a good reclamation. Uh, so, so that I think there's a possibility that you've got a, a solid receiver at a really cut price there, and mm-hmm. it's an opportunity for John Ross to get out of a situation that maybe wasn't working for him and try and rebuild once again because there were times there have been fleeting moments but of real quality from John Ross I don't think he's a complete garbage player at all I just think he was being how many receptions has he had in four years oh I don't know off the top of my head I'm just going with the eye test have a guess have a guess Uh, over under 70 I'm going to say under because you're obviously leaning into it yeah Yeah. it's under over under 50 but how many times does he get targeted over under 50 What's his other stats? What's his pass? What's his... Uh, and Jazz, catch, I'm, uh, I'm admitting that he's in a reception. situation that didn't work out for him that well, but he's a guy that's always been renowned of being a great worker, um, physical... 51 is the answer, by the way. Physical assets okay. and fast and good hands. So What about yards I just think catch? it's a good chance for him to restart. 10 yards in 2018. 
eighteen point one in twenty nineteen. Oh, massive! Yeah, but that was off. He's killing it! He's killing it! It's our boy Ross. He's off twenty eight. Yeah. Which, fairness, his catch percentage is just about under half. So under fifty percent catch ratio from his targets to receptions. I think he's uh, he was he was widely um, underutilized. Seen as one of the best receivers in that. Uh, in yeah, that I mean, draft, he's I just not that good so. though, is he? Just because uh, we'll you've got 4-2-2 we'll two, two speed doesn't mean you can catch the ball. We'll see. You know who else had we'll really good Jazzy. speed and didn't really do much in there with the first team? Darius hayward Bay. Do you know what he went on to do? Nothing. Jazz is really just taking names tonight. <laughs> yeah, man. It's uh, it's wild. And me and Ollie just like consistently on the same page. Yeah. It's quite nice. We're building an alliance. I mean, it'll soon end. Crash and burn very know. quickly, yeah. Yeah, no, I just take one player. <laughs> It'll just, yeah, something, something will spark. What do you think of the Trent Williams signing to the 49ers, by the way, the re-signing? Smart. I mean, it's just a no-brainer, really, isn't it? Yeah, super smart. You got the, you got one of the best offensive linemen in the league in your room. You just, you just keep him there. Uh, a good idea. Players you feel sorry for? Alan Robinson being given a franchise tag in Chicago. Because... <laughs> yeah, 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 I saw that. <laughs> there he was, did not want that. There was an, he did not want an that. amazing line this week that was it listed the quarterbacks that Alan Robinson has had. And then underneath oh, it just said, Alan Robinson sad. might be the best receiver in the NFL. We've just never had a chance to yeah, see yeah. it. We'll, <laughs> he might we'll be the best, best of all time. For all we know, we'll never know. Yeah, we'll never know. I felt so sorry when you saw the franchise yeah. tag get slapped down. What other weird? Uh... Yeah, what other weird ones? Uh, Jamal Williams ending up at the Detroit Lions. I think that kind of sucks because you're still in a really cold area yeah. that's worse than Green Bay and a worse franchise. And now you're going to be the running back for Jared Goff's offense. It just, yeah. that just, that's all things terrible for Jamal Williams, who's I thought was a really good asset to have in Green Bay. And obviously they've spent a lot of money on re-signing Aaron Jones, which is really smart for them because he's been a great asset for them. I think he's probably one of the more overlooked running backs in the NFL because he's playing behind Aaron Rodgers' passing offense. But I think Aaron Jones just gets on and does the business in that offense. Um, but yeah, Jamal Williams stuck in Detroit now. I, I feel... Uh, I just feel sorry for anyone going to Detroit, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about Cam Sutton, uh, Jazz, the Steelers? Uh... We didn't pay him very much, actually, which is also good. But he's been pretty solid for us. Did, how much did he get? I think it was made two years and seven million or eight million. Decent. Yeah, I he's was, a good player. Yeah, I was a bit sad to see Mike Hilton leave because he played really well in the back end of the year. Although the, your secondary did look fucking didn't didn't play anybody good, good right did it? The end until... there, the last. Uh, I mean, last doesn't few games. it doesn't help when the first play of the game, your centre snaps over your quarterback's head for a defensive touchdown. Even though it died, it's good. <laughs> what did I say? Even though it's died, it's good. <laughs> Right. Uh, yeah. So, I, I, to, to level any sort of criticism against the defense at that point is quite tricky. Um, but it'd be nice. Kept, it would be nice to kept Mike Hilton. But oh yeah. So the, what about the other forty points? <laughs> did you Did you watch you the offense? About? Did you watch the offense play? I watched the I watched the whole game and uh, none of it was good. Oh no! But it was <laughs> the defense is the better part of it. Right. What um What about the Juju Smith Schuster stuff? The what, it's that... to see him go, but I never thought he was going to resign anyway. After he didn't have much of it, as we said last time, he looked really good with AB as a second receiver, but he hasn't really looked very good as a number one receiver. Yeah, he's going to want too much money, isn't he? That's I the mean... problem. Is it a but bad year know. to ask for money? I don't know what he's going to get though. Yeah, I mean... the Jets will pay him, I reckon. Oof. 
he just irritates me in a like douchey millennial way of you know why did he well, put on that answers. well yeah the tiktok stuff was irritating but like the instagram <laughs> post where it was like will juju stay or not and he, and he voted no. voted that he won't be and just stuff like that and it's like that's pretty that's kind of funny it's it's yeah, funny it's but also if you are part of that Steelers organization not, you're like it's oh. not helping him getting paid well unless like, of course secretly behind the scenes he's about to get dumb. paid they're just keeping a hold of it for a while i guess but i guess the Steelers are a sort of organization that would do that they would just yeah. say we've done it here you go done the Jets are going to start playing all their games through Snapchat, so it'll be perfect. Juju can just do like 12-second <laughs> plays on Snapchat, <laughs> FaceTiming while he's doing stuff. It's just, yeah, I don't... It's irritating. It's just an unnecessary side piece. To, yeah. And he's not good enough yet. He's not good enough to have that side piece. I don't no, he's just anyone... come off a, t- a really bad year, a really disappointing year, and he's like acting as if he's Odell Beckham coming from the Giants. Like, you're not yeah. that guy, dude. You can't... You're not in that position. You must be quite happy, Dave, because the Panthers aren't really doing much at the moment. Um, and there's obviously the uh, I'm question worried marks, they're going to get Deshaun Watson. Question though, marks about CMC. My division, my division is going to be ruined. Well, the Bucks, <laughs> the Bucks are obviously looking like they're going to try and run it back. They've obviously tried to re-sign everywhere. They need to re-sign all the important figures. But it's the Saints yeah, yeah. that now they don't have Breeze. And they've just re-signed Jameis Winston. And the talk is who should be the starting quarterback for the New Orleans Saints on week one, Taysom Hill or Jameis Winston. And that's got to be one of the most pleasing sentences you can hear as a Falcons fan, surely. It is helpful. Um, It is helpful. I would prefer if the whole team kind of had turf toe before the start of the season that that would be even better okay, yeah. but i'll take it i'll take it it'll be it'll be interesting to see i mean they were talking about on the uh, atn pod and uh, i think rosenthal kind of summed up he was like if if james winston gets a start and he has all that talent around him and that amazing coaching staff and he can't succeed then then you know that like he's not a good he was player. A re- that he's a really like i think there's still a kind he's of he's a good backup yeah, I think that there's still a kind of potential for him to maybe be a starter, and that's going to vary. We're going to know very quickly. We're going to know in the first like you know four games because it is that's that team is still set up to succeed. So uh, yep. it's going to be interesting. I don't know why they paid Taysom Hill so much money. Well, that's, I don't know. He's clearly giving the starter for that sort of level of money. Just weird though because he's not, very, he's not very exciting, is he? For like as a as a QB, I mean, he's an exciting utility player. But like, makes him do you want him QB? as a, I don't think he's, do he's not him, very good as a QB. Do you want QB? him as your starter? I wouldn't want him at I'd rather have him than Jameis Winston. I want a, I'd rather have Jameis Winston. Yeah, well, I want a, you need to check your eyes and get some new glasses. Jameis Winston I, From an excitement point of view. Ball. From an excitement point of view, do you want to win games or be yeah. exciting? Well, you can do both. I think, I mean, I think from... You can do both, but just focus yeah. on the first one and let's just get that over with. I'm... I'm just not. I'm not that in on the Taysom Hill like as a starter experience that we saw last year. It was very boring. And the Saints are like traditionally one of the more interesting teams to watch. I'd say, and like, ugh, yeah, but you give give Sean... me Jameis. Give me Jameis or death. Let's <laughs> give, go. Like uh... he's scoring 30, 35 points a game, but he's like throwing two interceptions every game. It's so thirty five of those forty, fourteen of those thirty five points are going to the other team. Is what you're trying to say? Yeah, the Falcons. Right, okay, okay, yeah, okay. 
Don't tell me that I have a hidden agenda here that's not so hidden where I want the most interception-prone, worthy quarterback playing my terrible defense. I mean, that's fair. I just think if you give Sean Payton a whole offseason to know that he's going to plan to have Taysom Hill as a starting quarterback, that offense will probably look very different rather than a couple of plays here and there. He'll be like, okay, well, he can do all this stuff. Well, now let's do that stuff too. Yeah, we'll see. You might see like a Lamar Jackson-style offense with a QB that can throw it with receivers that can catch, an offensive coach that can create schemes to make it work better. Taysom Hill that good at throwing? It must be so weird, though, for him going for like... Yeah. yeah, it must be so weird for Peyton to go from Drew Brees, who's like the most accurate, just racist, yeah, the most accurate guy <laughs> to the least, the yeah, least he accurate. Thing. <laughs> the he had that thing before the season last year. Remember where he put? Oh thing yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry for that. You're becoming everything you hate there. I'm just saying. Overreacting. He's a racist. <laughs> he had an opinion that wasn't 100% correct and sympathetic. How, He's a racist. How dare he say something that can loosely be pushed towards being racist? How dare he? He needs to know. I know. And it's so funny because Drew Brees is like the least controversial guy. He's very boring. Meant to be like, so nice. Meant to be then, so and, nice. And meant to be so lovely. And then he like does the first time he like has a political opinion and it's the wrong ones <laughs> that's pretty funny yeah i enjoyed that as a falcons fan as well see we're having you know it's kids good, good good stuff it's a nice little throwback falcons positive podcast but yeah. yeah get him it's like matt ryan just like coming out and just like blazing women or something he's <laughs> like what the hell like where did that come from? Big thanks for listening to the podcast. Big thanks to Jazz and Dave, obviously, for taking some time out from their busy lives to join us. You can follow Jazz on Twitter at Jazz Gillum. That's at Jazz Gillum and on Instagram as well. You can follow David Bluck at David Bluck One on Twitter. That's at David Bluck One or just David Bluck on Instagram. And myself, O underscore J underscore Wilson. That's O underscore J underscore wilson remember as well to follow the podcast at return the picks on twitter and instagram it's available as well of course on itunes spotify google podcasts and all other good podcasting outlets as well including our host anchor.fm remember to follow subscribe to it give us some reviews let us know your thoughts and sit back and wait for the next episode, which will be in a couple of weeks' time as we continue to look ahead at this off-season and perhaps give some overall grades on who we think has improved the most after the busy free agency period is over. Until then, take care.